Hey guys, welcome back after that little uh, special episode break there. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that, you know, with all the motivational stuff put all together. It was a little, uh, little change of pace. Uh, I you know I enjoyed putting it together, you know, just having all that stuff kind of play one after another. You know, it stirs something in you. It's yeah motor going but we have Min's Young Bands and Lil Lambo on the episode with me this week uh, so Min's was actually kind of the genesis of this episode uh, I stumbled across him through an Instagram connection actually I uh, heard a little bit of his rapping really enjoyed it uh, asked him if he'd you know give me some time to talk and then he brought along actually Young Bands and Lil Lambo who I didn't know anything about um, but three of them together were a lot of fun to talk to uh, a lot of enthusiasm for what they do all young hip-hop artists you know a lot of energy uh, a lot of ambition a Really appreciated hearing that. Made me feel very out of touch with uh, what I thought, you know, was a genre. I'm just a little bit. Um, so I hope you guys can get back and enjoy something that's again a little different than what I've normally done with uh, Men's Young Bands, a little Lambo. Welcome to Starving Artist Phoenix. I'm Tony Machete. With me today, I got Min's Young Bands, Little Lambo. How are you doing today, guys? Good, doing pretty good, man. <laughs> man. All right, so I'm really excited I got to talk to you guys because you guys are probably the youngest people I've talked to so far on this podcast. I just like, without putting on blast or anything, you guys want to tell me how old you each are? <laughs> oh, I'm 20. 18. I don't even want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so, and just so we get the, the voices to the names as well. First one to talk to was Min's, then we got Young Vance, and then Lil Lambo. So, we memorize that. Um, so, that's awesome. So, how long have you guys been doing this all separately? Like, how long have you guys been pursuing music? Pursuing music? Uh, probably since I was 17, so about three years. But making music, I started writing without like beats and stuff when I was like 12, 13. Okay. I just started producing like in March or beginning of April. I've been doing it since then. And I'm just making beats, and we're going to be coming out with a project. Um, I started taking it like super serious probably uh, when I was 17, like rapping, trying to find people. And, but I've been doing it since like the Usher days, the one day. See, that kills me a little bit still because I'm like, I'm I'm 26, I'm not that much older than you, but just talking about like, oh, going back to the Usher days, Little Wayne, I'm like, I'm coming from fucking like Tribe Called Quest, like Buster Rhymes, <laughs> yeah, you got crazy, but that's... See, that's that's what I find so interesting. So, like, you guys all started, I mean, kind of around the same time, but you were just telling me before we recorded that you didn't decide to, like, start working stuff out together until recently. So what flipped the switch? What made you guys decide to seek each other out? Uh, actually, Lil Lambo hit me up just kind of out of, out of nowhere. Like, uh, I had been dropping projects and stuff like that, and uh, we have a lot of mutual friends, so uh, I've been hanging out with, uh, you know, good friends of his for a long time, like, recently. And uh, eventually it led to us hanging out and talking about it, and it's like, fuck it, man, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right, so well, I mean, what made you go to Men's? I mean, that's, you guys have a lot of mutual friends. Have you been kind yeah, of thinking about this for a while? Yeah, we've known about, like, we've known each other and hung out with each other, party with each other and all that stuff. And then I knew that he spit and he went on stage and killed it. And then that just, the motivation of someone who hasn't done it for, or doesn't, doesn't look for the clout, 
He always just wants to do what he loves. That's a sight. It shows an artist more than a rapper. It shows a true, like he takes time. He's not just like, he won't just rap, he'll, he'll go into it. He'll make the beat and rap at the same time. He'll take his time. So you just saw that as somebody like, that's that's the type of person I want to be around. That's someone what I saw. Yeah, so, someone who wants to work. Someone who wants to, he, like, work every day. I hit him up no matter what at 12 o'clock. He's like, yeah, come down. <laughs> and I, I live like 50 minutes away, but like, the drive is worth it no matter what. Yeah. Even if we're just recording over beats that people record over, we're just practicing. We're just getting better, getting a lot better. So, you and Bands already had a project going at this point, or? Yeah, I, we're working on one. Okay. Yeah, we're working on like a, I'm trying to make a movie, in a way. Alright. So like a, a long edit, something like that. Something that no one else has like already shown, like one song and one album, but the songs were like 20 minutes long. So it's a whole movie, and each song connects, change vibes, and just overall, this is something different. Sick. Okay, so you're making your own like lemonade vibe, right? Yeah, now. yeah lemonade, that's <laughs> exactly what I thought. Then so. that's that's sick though. I, mean, I love that that's coming back out because I feel like for a while, like the visual side of it gets lost, you know, and you're you're just kind of focusing on music and stuff. But there's so much more you can kind of put into it that way. So all right, so let's let's go back a little bit further. Then, so why hip hop for all you guys? Why rap? Hip hop. Yeah. Oh, that goes way back to when I was when I was a very young man. <laughs> it was actually a. Mostly my older siblings. I actually have uh, five older siblings, three, uh, two brothers, and three of them are sisters. And uh, my older brothers, they were always listening to like Eminem and Dre way back in the day. And uh, that eventually just led to me picking up an Eminem album and just really, really enjoying it. And I was like, you know, listening to Green Day at the time before I was, I was into hip hop. And once I heard hip hop, I was just never going back. I just fell in love with it. So you were you were writing bars, you said too, when you were like 12, just without anything yeah, behind it? without beats or anything. I was just, uh, I was really into literature and like English class and stuff back then. And like my teachers would have me write poetry and whatnot. And that was something that uh, spoke to me because I was always listening to rap. And I was just like, yeah, this is kind of like what they're doing. And so I was really interested in it because like I felt like I was being like the people that I thought was cool, you know? Right. So like, have you ever like take, just taken that full step in the other direction of like, slam and stuff like that uh yeah in my younger days i did like debate and like those kind of <laughs> things like where i was just like in front of a lot of yeah. people speaking and so like yeah. those those things uh it made me more comfortable like being over a microphone and stuff like that but slam poetry specifically no yeah. like i never never gotten to like that's a fair. coffee shop or nothing like that <laughs> but <laughs> that's fair that's fair okay so what about you then like when did you decide that you um, were into this well the same thing with the li like literature and like the english class like back then it was just like people couldn't understand poetry and we had to like learn to read poetry but for me it was just like i could read it and like stop where the stop should be pause it should be and stuff like that so i catch it's like a flow of rhythm yeah. i caught the flow and rhythm like way before than all my like classmates and anyone that I saw around me so I was just like I'll just go home and write and then it just the rappers overall like monkey see monkey do so like I was watching Usher, Little Wayne and like third grade wearing blue skinny jeans with like expensive shoes <laughs> being made fun of but at the same time I was like the only kid doing it but there was other people but no one no one capitalized on it and I just you were the icon I was <laughs> yeah, for school, for school, yeah, in my in my district, then yeah, I was I was known for like fashion and known nice. for killing the game with style before anyone, and then they came in. So yeah. Wow. 
So and I'm actually curious kind of where you're coming from because they said you were a producer. Yeah. So like, I feel like the instinct normally when you're looking at things is to be like a performer. You want to be like in front, you want to be on stage, like in the spotlight and stuff. But like, so what, what made you decide to like take this angle? I mean, I like being behind the scenes, like making the, the vibe of the song and then bringing on the artist and putting something together. And I just fell in love with making beats and just everything, every beat's a different vibe. And I just want to make like a project that we can just make something completely different than what's coming out now. Because a lot of the mainstream rap coming out, it's a lot of the same stuff. And we want to stand out and be different. I want to come back to that in a little bit too, but I'm just kind of out of curiosity. So did you start at a young age as well? Like I know you said you just got into the actual production recently, but like how were you, were you in the music scene for a while when you were a kid? Or? I mean, I've always like freestyled as a kid, been into music. I really only mainly listened to hip hop, but yeah, when I started producing, we just started kicking it into gear and nice. start making stuff. So you freestyled as well. So it's not a matter of like you didn't, like try the rap game out. It's just yeah. like you felt more comfortable behind the scenes type good, of thing. He, he's good at it. He's good at freestyle. And I just don't see myself as the person like on stage. On stage. Yeah. No, you don't like to have like the charisma, like the stage presence type of thing. That's fair. Okay. So yeah, to go back to what you were saying. So how do you guys make yourselves different from what else is out here? Oh man, you just gotta kind of be weird, be yourself. Being yourself is probably like the best way to be different is because like, you know, millions of human beings in the world no no person's exactly the like like everyone has maybe contradicting personalities or complementing personalities but i don't think they're identical personalities you know like everyone has their own personality and uh with music especially with hip-hop where it's focused on the lyrics and whatnot well some people's style of hip-hop is focused <laughs> on the lyrics uh it's uh shows your personality a lot like what are you into what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis that kind of thing so it's each person is like each brand of hip hop is just kind of their own. So to f to get ahead, you have to find your own niche. Like all the all the big people, they have like something about them that specifically makes them unique beyond the music. Like some people will wear things or whatever that they get known for. But for me, I just try to have my own sound and do things my own way. You guys, anything to add to that? Or? Um, yeah, you're yourself. You're one of. No one can copy you. And if you try copying someone, just it shows. It's not going to be as good as your original. Yeah, so. it just it just shows like I just my my like status quo is you're yourself, you're one of. You can't beat that. Like it's a mantra, right? And that's good. I like that. Um. So so I mean, what do you feel like it is that makes you unique? Like I mean, if you're if you're trying to kind of step outside of yourself and and look at like, all right, what do I have that other people don't? Like, have you been able to nail that down yet? Do you think? And it's pretty early on, but. Yeah, uh, I would say what sets me aside from most people, especially, uh, I don't want to say like there's my own like league of type of people. Like, uh, I would say there's like, especially in Arizona, there's like tiers of uh, artists right now. So like I would be like hoping to be, not there yet, but uh, hoping to be in like the, the freshman tier where uh, I'm just kind of breaking waves locally. And before I can start, you know, branching out to other states and whatnot. But what what sets me apart is my uh, my kind of my style, my flow style. I guess it's very different. Like um, I know you uh, you said you heard the 40 cipher, right? Yeah, that was yeah. Was but, uh, that's uh, that's my best uh, example right now because uh, you know you have five people rapping over the same beat, 
and uh, everyone else uh, raps on it with a similar beat per minute except for me. And uh, there's a reason that uh, the producers, they made my scene in the video uh, away from everyone else's else's part because of that. They, they saw that, uh, you know, my, my verse structure and everything was uh, much different than everyone else's. So they just wanted to show that uh, in a, with a visual representation. I like that. And I, I do want to go back to that too. I'm glad you brought that up. But just like talking about like actually hitting that with like the beats per minute, actually looking at that, that technical wise, like, is that something that you were like conscious of going into it? Or is that just like how you saw it, how you wrote it out? And then it's just like, oh shit, it's different. Like, yeah, dude, it was, uh, none of us had heard each other's verses until okay. the day of the video shoot. So like all the artists on the track, uh, none of them knew, we, none of us knew each other, like anything, we'd never heard each other's music or anything, so like, we all just kind of did shit our own way and then put it together. One person mixed and mastered the track and then we shot a video for it, like it was pretty, pretty uh, random actually. Sick, and I definitely want to come back to that. So, I mean, what about you, man? What, what do you feel um, like makes you unique? Definitely my speech impediment. It's just, <laughs> it's something that stands out, but it's like, it's almost like a UK grime voice, but at the same time, I... Well, that's what people tell me about my flow, too, is that it's you like some grimy shit. Fast <laughs> as hell. <laughs> you, you change the whole like, beat per minute. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't even matter. You kill it. But I like, the, I like doing like the, the trap to almost like the boogie with the hoodie type uh, voice. And that's uh, the new wave. Yeah, I like, I like doing the new wave. And I like doing... My favorite rapper of all is ASAP Rocky and then... Definitely Chance, because Chance is just, he does everything. He can make a radio hit to a depressing hit. Like, it's just like, you change vibe. And if you can change the vibe, you can change, you connect to everyone. You're not sticking with one genre. You're sticking with the people who don't see life as granted and the people who see life as granted. So I think that's super interesting. So like, was that something you are always comfortable with? Because I mean, I feel like I know a lot of people who have like the Lisbon stuff and yeah. like it's, they try their best to cover it, so. When I was yeah. all throughout elementary school, I probably got suspended like 40 days because of fights and shit, just because people making fun of my speech impediment. I didn't take it that in a way of them bullying me. I just took it in a way as like, why can't I say my name? Like, why can't I say words? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I need to, I need to communicate. And I, it was hard for me to communicate and that's what pissed me off to the point where it got violent and stuff like that and then when middle school hit I I started a clothing brand and people just like respected me for the work ethic more than how I looked more than how I talked they just looked they looked at me as a way that I'm grinding at the age of seven or in seventh grade like I was always trying to create a brand before anyone like always thinking of the future that's that's just like just think of the future like beyond that too like think of beyond the future <laughs> so i mean how how long do you feel like it took you like if that's when you started kind of making waves and stuff how long do you feel like it took you to kind of be be comfortable with that side of yourself and just accept that as like kind of part of your your whole flow um after i heard especially the new wave rappers they have extremely weird voices they're not like a, a eminem where like you put it over a piano and it sounds insane or if you have a, a Little Wayne where you put it over a trumpet, it sounds insane. Or screams with Kanye, like they just like they put it over any sound and it sounds good. But like the new wave, like Trippy Red, uh, Famous Dex, like they have to find that beat that sounds good, or it will sound terrible. And like I have, I can change my whole vibe and tone and raspiness and like just overall the tone and change it down, tone it up scream if I have to I'm just like I can do I can do a lot I'm very genre everywhere I'm doing it everything 
so from a production standpoint, like, do you feel like it's, it's the same kind of thing where you, you have to separate yourself somehow with, with what you're doing? How do you, how do, you do that? Um, I mean, when I started producing, I basically taught everything myself, just self-taught. And so I was never going into it trying to copy another style. I learned everything myself. So I basically just doing that, it's my own unique craft. And I just make stuff that I think sounds good personally. So, I mean, basically, I'm just never trying to copy anybody else. I just made what I sound, what I thought sounded good, and just went with it. That's, that's awesome. I feel like I can't remember who I heard it from first, but there was like some end of like, if no one ever tells you that it's wrong, is it still wrong? Like, because if you if you're just coming in with it, like you're just figuring it out as you go, then and you're not doing shit the way everyone else is, then like that's just the way you do it. So, I respect that. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> right on. So. I, I want to jump back to you a little bit, Lambo, because you, the second time you brought up fashion and style and stuff. So, like, how do you feel? How important do you feel like that is to like who you are as an artist and yeah. expressing yourself, presenting yourself? I, I believe that if you present yourself, it's the figure. It's how people look at you. If you have, if you, not, not not to be mean to rappers, but if you have tats over your face and uh, old, let's say, uh, Caucasian man looks at you different, like you can't be. You can't look at them different because they're looking at you different. Just be yourself. Like, just like, don't care what a, like, what the persona is. It's just be your own self. Like, who cares if there's a statement or if the stereotypes or persona underneath yourself? That's not you though. Like, you know who you are. Like, we only like the rappers we see. We only see the camera. We don't know what they do. Like, truthfully. Like, so. So I mean, you said that you were starting off as a kid, like designing your own clothing and stuff. So like. Why did you decide you had to do that? Like, what flipped the switch was like, there's something missing out there and I need to fill it? Um, I love manipulation. I feel like, uh, like, I was a magician before. I just think I love magic and I love that. And just love, like, <laughs> fooling people. And so, like, making a design and saying that it's, like, insane is literally just propaganda. Everything's propaganda in life. And so, you just have to be the best person to show propaganda no matter what you're gonna get there you can you could literally copy someone but if you're out there first guess what that person's invisible so you gotta you gotta make sure that you can get yourself out there and you can get it out fast and you know yourself you know that you can do it no one else can do it because you're the only one that's doing it <laughs> wait man that so you're actually into magic that's super cool yeah, like I'm, 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 a, I'm a nerd that loves trap <laughs> and Done it. I've, I don't want to get into it, but sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, but I mean, you want a fun summer and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's like that is something that like makes you individual, and I yeah. think that's excellent. So like, how do you feel like you you own that? How do you feel like you incorporate that into like who you are? Uh, definitely balls. Like uh, I like talking about like Yu-Gi-Oh. He did a Yu-Gi-Oh card ball. Oh, yeah. Shit was insane. Oh. Shit was insane. That, that's <laughs> off the record. That's one of those things that's like, yeah. uh, you know, I was saying, like, you talk about the shit that you're into. So it's yeah. like, I'm just being real. Like, yeah, I fucking grew up playing Yu-Gi-Oh and shit. Like, that shit was hard. Like, if yeah, you got, like, the rarest Yu-Gi-Oh card in the playground, like, you're the shit. You're at the top of everyone. Like, <laughs> it's just one of those, like, metaphorical type things. Well, I mean, like, I, I get that because I feel like, especially nowadays, like, the whole, like, nostalgia angle, too, of, like, all, like, what people used to think is like just kid stuff and whatever like that's that's so in right now and i mean like childish gambino and stuff i feel like that's that's totally ingrained in him is like being weird being a nerd yeah i feel feel like laughing overall all just makes you into your kid like they it's just like when i paint and shit like that it's overall all it's like when i design clothes and stitch and sew it's just like it's just 
it just feels like a game. It just feels like you're playing the game as a kid, but it's just you're making money off it now. So it's just it's fun. That's and I, I'm glad you kind of brought that up too because uh, just talking about the type of stuff that you put into the content of the the song and stuff, like how you're structuring it and shit. Like I noticed just from like the little bit of, of stuff I was able to see that you recorded. Like I mean, there's, there's some themes and stuff of what you talk about. I mean, throwing weed a lot. <laughs> Bro, That's fair. <laughs> Uh, I haven't been smoking for that long. Like, yeah. I've only been, like, really smoking for, like, a year. Like, I mean, I started smoking when I was, like, you know, 15, 16. Yeah. But, like, really smoking, like, to, like, like, this year. Because I actually got a, my medical marijuana card for uh, the state of Arizona. So, but uh, I would say that's that's probably, like, one of my niches as, a, as an individual is, like, being... Uh, really good at smoking weed like uh, if like you know anyone like asks you anyone who knows Mins like they know me for like having like the best shit out of anyone that you know fucking I have like you know like the coolest bongs all that shit like it's something that I'm really into and uh, I feel that uh, I can relate to people that are also into it so it's just you know it's a market for me like it's so like I mean when you're making those like those moves where you know it's gonna be like a theme of your basically your like stage identity like you know that this is who you're gonna be like how how heavy do you like kind of kind of weigh that on yourself like you just, do you have to like sit back and be like all right am I gonna have to be the weed guy forever or like do you ever think about that oh uh, yeah I think about that a lot <laughs> and like I'm not trying to be like a weed guy per yeah, se yeah. but like I just want that to be like one of my things like uh, there's an artist uh, I don't know if you ever listen to Action Bronson I heard of him. I don't know. Okay, well, like uh, the, uh, the majority of his early music was uh, heavily talking about like cooking and food yeah. and stuff like that. But he's also like a big smoker. And like uh, later in his career, he started a TV show where like you know he would like you know, like take dabs on camera and like just you know like yeah. talk and like interviews and that type of shit. So like it's one of those things where like he's not known as like the weed guy, but he is a weed guy. <laughs> like it's just like he's a rapper, but he's also a smoker. That's fair. I mean, it makes me think of like, do you guys know MF Doom? Of course. One okay. of my favorite rappers of all time. Right on. Good. All right. I'm going to say bitch. But his whole first album, like, Um Food, is like, that's a whole concept album right well, yeah, there. But like, like, so, like, like <laughs> there's, there's some like title tracks, like some uh, some important tracks to his entire career just yeah. based on the food. Like, yeah. So, I mean, like, when do you have to decide that ahead of time or does that just start to come naturally and then you just lean into it more later on? I would say you just do whatever the fuck you want and then eventually like whatever your fans like or whatever you know people are listening to that's what you kind of uh, adopt and and keep producing. So how do you guys and this is like definitely for you too as well bands like how do you how do you guys pick up on that feedback how do you guys like test the stuff the stuff out do you just go out to like ciphers do you go to open mics like how do you how do you pick up on SoundCloud's a big tool for all of us. SoundCloud. Yeah, he posts beats on like YouTube and stuff like that. And uh, for me, I just, I, I want to be unknown until my project drops. I'm the type of artist where, where I need it to be perfect or I'm pissed. Like I'm OCD about, about my alt. And like if it's not perfect, then it's, it's, it's it can be changed. It's, it's always, it can always be better. But if it's there and it's and you're getting publicity, then why change it? But at the same time, I don't want to drop anything that I want to change. I want to, I want to dare forever. If it's going to be on the internet for as Dill Lambo, then that's going to be me, and that's it's going to show that I take my time. That you know, I ain't going to. So that's that's a heavy question though. It's like, what what does perfect mean? Like, is it perfect? Just like like, how do you know when it hits that? Uh, you know, it's perfect when you get the chills. I, I feel like every song <laughs> that 
is a bango out now, like that is bumping in clubs, you get that chill. When the bass drop, it's just like, when you hear the tone of the voice hit it, you know, it, it, is, it gives you a chill. Everyone, it's like that, uh, the third eye. It's just like, you just feel it. It's a, it's a vibe. You feel the vibe, the wave. So is that like the vibe that you go for? Are you going for like a club banger or? I'm going for, I'm going for everything. I'm trying to okay. do a club banger, a scary, um, I'm not gonna say Suicide Boys, I'm not even close to Suicide <laughs> Boys, but like uh, the beat definitely zombie laughs, something that like Call of Duty zombie laughs, like that, that in a beat would go fucking stupid. <laughs> that, that, that gives me chills, like that, that would give you chills. I'm excited about that. That's yeah, cool. and like, so another, a scary one, a happy one, Definitely a love song. I've been through a lot of relationships that were fucked up, so definitely help me out there. And then a radio song where it's another one that can pop off, but the other ones, the real, my real day ones know that it's like, that's me. You know, you know. So the perfect album for you is just like something for everybody type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Is that the same kind of approach do you guys take to it? Like, are you, do you try to actively like, seek out different angles to the music or like are you looking for a certain theme i mean yeah. me and uh him definitely have very different creative approaches so even when we're in the studio making beats and stuff he brings in tons of different creative approach that i would never even think of and we put it when we put it together it it's like our our own just message and we just want it to be like mysterious and just open for interpretation to whatever the listener wants to interpret it as. So I definitely want to talk about that that relationship too of like rapper and producer because I mean if you're an up and coming rapper a lot of the time you don't have access to somebody who knows how to do that so, so like you've got to go buy beats or whatever. Um, so I mean how how does that work with between you guys? I mean you're coming in obviously with your own sensibilities, your own ideas and stuff like that so how do you marry those two? You know? uh, we've, been, we've been friends since Second, elementary yeah oh, second right. grade yeah he, he was the he was a, one of my friends who didn't make fun of my speech impediment and so and it's just always we always had a, a goal like it might sound bad but like we knew we were like we were going to be rich like we know that like we need to like we're going to be something like me and you like i had i had other friends i have a very close friend that was elementary before like me and young bands started hanging out a lot and it's still just me and him just always connect. Like I don't, I don't want to speak like fully on this, but like when we did a uh, a drug, it connected us, and it, it was absolutely insane. It was like we would we could be in two different rooms and say the exact same thing at the same time. It was absolutely it was life changing. And so, so it just knew. I just knew instantly. We we knew. So how do you guys like actually approach a track then? Like, does the beat come first? Does the verse come first? How do you guys? The beat definitely comes first because then when you have the beat done, you can just write the lyrics down and you can make it so when the 808s hit and, and give it the bounce it needs. And so, and then you can make the chorus and then write the verses and it just makes it so it'll be on beat and everything sounds good. So how complete is a track then? Like is just a backing track then when, when you're writing the verse? Like do you have, do you go back and, and change things as he, he brings in his lyrics or? Uh, I mean, freestyle it at first. So we, we find the flow, like we just do like that na 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 na, all that stuff to the beat. And then we like to change it up and like have a full different flow, like na 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 like that, and then go back to the other flow. So like we just, we, we make the flow in the beat so the beat sounds like the words. So like when you rap it, 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 it's fluent. 
So at a certain point, you guys just kind of playing off of each other, like he's tweaking his stuff, you're tweaking your thing there. Right on. And so what about you, Mince, as like a solo artist, like you, have you ever had to kind of tackle those issues of like, where do I find my beats? Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that's one of those things that I wake up every day, like not necessarily <laughs> like worried about, but that's something I think about constantly is like, you know, am I going to have to spend money right now to buy a beat or if I'm going to find something from one of my friends that I really like? Or every once in a while, I'll get people over like Instagram, social media, that kind of stuff that'll hit me up or uh, ask for my email, send me some stuff. And, uh, you know, that's always a blessing. Like when, when I wake up and I have like messages from other artists and whatnot trying to give me work. So that's, that's something that I look for. But uh, as for now, I've just been uh, buying like cheap leases and kind of that kind of stuff. Like I'll spend like 10 to 30, maybe like 50 bucks on, a, on an instrumental. And, you know, that'll be worth it if I can get a good track out of it. So that's what usually my approach. Or I've been trying to also find like an in-house producer, like someone that will work with me on the regular, but that's one of the hardest things to do for sure. So, I mean, have you ever considered like trying to pick it up yourself? I mean, do you feel like a rapper kind of has to know a little bit about production? Or, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think the greatest rappers all start, not necessarily start out as producers, but they have a, a, a good stake in the production part of things. Like, you know, there's, People at the top, like Kanye and whatnot, who who really yeah. committed to the production side of things before he ever ever got into the emceeing. So that's one of those things that I have thought about, but it's hard, bro. It's really <laughs> hard. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing, pushing buttons that like you don't know what do, and then you screw up everything. Yeah, it's a learning <laughs> process, but. Young bands taught me through most of it, especially they, FOA Studios. They can tell me like anything, and then I can go in and just do it for them. So yeah, they can, that's that's our strategy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is like, it's like, uh, can you make something that's like, uh, like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can tell him the flow, and he'll get out, he'll pull out the piano and hit full notes, and then just. Okay. Play it out, and it's perfect, perfect flow. So. Sick. All right. So I want to go back a little bit to like the idea of like kind of creating an alias and stuff because I feel like uh, rap and hip hop like in particular like they're, they're so tied in with that like, kind of creating the stage persona you know you're I mean you're going off of different names and, what, and who you are so like how do you how do you find that how do you define your stage name I guess let's start with that how's this sound natural to you because like you have to like uh, you know respond if someone calls you by that <laughs> name and you say, so for me yeah. uh, men's came from a I have a I have a thing with time. One of my favorite uh, rap artists of all time is Ab Soul, and uh, he's big on talking about like the the importance of time. You know, time being of the essence and that kind of thing. So like Mins is short for minutes, but it's also uh, my last name is Minarsic. So uh, yeah, I was just fucking short for my last name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What about you guys? I mean, how did you how did you decide this is what I'm gonna be? This is what I'm gonna. Be? Uh, zoology class in high school. We were we just. We weren't doing the work, we weren't doing shit, and so we just started playing beats and rapping. And then everyone in the background, everyone in the back of the thing would look at us and be like, holy shit, that's actually good as fuck. Like, <laughs> and so, there, he got young bands because he's just, he just wants the bands, he's young. <laughs> we were just freestyling and then we was like, I need a name, and we just came up with that on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Word, okay. And then Lil, the Lil, which a lot of rappers use, it yeah. came from like Lil Wayne, that's yeah. probably one of one of my biggest inspirations, Lil Wayne and ASAP. And then the Lambo just came from a Lamborghini. That shit is lit. And then, <laughs> but it's not spelled like Lambo. It's yeah. spelled like Lambo, like a bow tie at the end, so B-O-W. Okay. 
because I, I love being classy. I, 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 I would like wearing a suit and tie every day and still be a, a rapper. That would be insane. With a bow tie on that's gold, made by Versace. Yeah, that's that's me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you planned this out. I can see yeah, the like yeah. the images working behind your head and stuff like that. That's sick, dude. Okay, so so I mean, you guys have been testing some stuff out a little bit. It seems like, and you've been working on stuff on the side. But I mean, I've seen pictures and stuff of you like on stage. You are you are kind of getting out there and getting gigs and stuff. So yeah. how do you guys find gigs in town? How do you how do you make that step? Bro, there's, uh, I'm pretty fortunate to live down here in Tempe, downtown, like, uh, there's a lot of opportunities for me down here because, uh, I don't know, a lot of people don't know this, but the best way to get a show is to just go, uh, to any venue that you want to perform at and be annoying as fuck to everyone who works there. All you gotta do, talk to security until they become comfortable enough with you to introduce you to... You know, people that actually matter. Like, I'm not saying that security doesn't matter. Like, they're always they're always been really cool to me. Like, uh, places like Club Red. Uh, I was actually fortunate enough to be able to perform there because one of my good friends from high school actually uh, just happened and you know know that I was a rapper. Like, he had never even like heard my music or anything, and like he was just like down to have me open up for another people that he was like not really managing, but he was uh, handling finding them shows and stuff like that, and. Um, that's how I uh, eventually met uh, people that work there, like Paul. He's uh, the head of like booking and stuff there down at that uh, that venue. And uh, through meeting uh, promoters and stuff like that at these venues, they're all friends pretty much in the area. Like uh, I was able to get backstage at uh, a different show in the Marquee because I knew Paul and I just had to like name drop him <laughs> like to get to get backstage and shit. So like there's. There's things like that where it's like you just kind of have to like get on your grind, talk to the right people. Like, and of course you don't know who the right people are. That's why you just gotta talk to as many people as possible. Like, you just gotta not be afraid to name drop too. Like, yeah, yeah, name drop. Like, yeah. fucking do whatever you can. Be a savage out here. Like, like you know, there's really no like dignity. Like at this point, like you just kind of gotta like do what you gotta do. That's fair. All right. Yeah. So, be, I say be yourself, and then if you don't like an artist, and they're like, you can tell that they're being fake. Call. Call them out. Like that just shows you that you're more real. Cause you're not afraid to say something. Like you're not afraid to take a stand of bullshit. Like <laughs> there's so many pussies in this world nowadays that don't do that, and I just feel like th th there needs to be more savages that are respectful. The respectful savages. So yeah, if respectful you fuck with, savages. If you fuck, that's, if that's you fuck with me, I'm gonna I'll, I'll fucking kill you. But uh, if, if you don't talk to me, don't fuck with me. Nothing's but gonna also, happen. Like, keep a humble in person. Like you yeah. can, you can yeah, be like exactly. talking all that bullshit on the microphone and shit. But like fucking. You to meet someone face to face you gotta be nice and yeah cordial. exactly you gotta yeah but yeah perfect yeah you gotta yeah. be a businessman yeah. it's all about business that's a line for i think that you dropped in one of the show things yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, this dude really listened to it like, dude, yeah no i i i uh could only find like that and then i tracked down 480 had an old video years felt these days oh, yeah, bro. as Those a joke the only yeah. two projects i've ever released to the public and you found yeah. them both so and, really yeah i listened to them all day because i wanted to be an expert on this shit yeah, and then yeah, you came yeah, in with two people that i didn't listen to at all and make me look like a fucking fool no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, this is totally unplanned for anyone listening like lambo and the homie bands like they just were chilling with me and decided to, i'd bring them along it's whatever so, all right, but that that brings me to another thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. So, I mean, the idea of just like working with other artists, especially I feel like in hip hop, there's so much crossover just with stuff like like the cipher where your guys are dropping verses on each other's albums and stuff like that. Um, how do you make those relationships and like 
do those ever backfire? I mean, do you, do you really have to vibe with somebody before you do that? How does that all work? Uh, uh, me personally, I do like to vibe with uh, people I work with. You know, I tend to not just like work with people without meeting them first. Like, I tend to, you know, hang out with them. Maybe you know, a lot of rappers smoke, so I generally will like smoke and drink with a, with another person for a little bit. Get to know them. You know, talk about like what they want in life and like all that kind of thing because there's there's a lot of compatibility (laughs) issues uh in the studio and stuff like that because like uh i've worked with people that just really like to get like really high or like really drunk and then like record and stuff like that and it's like that is like kind of like it could it could be it's like it's like taking a risk it could be cool but like at the same time if you just like stay sober or just like get a little little faded then like and you know you, it will be. You know like, it will be. Like, you have a much better chance of just, like, getting in there and making a banger. Whereas, like, I've met just too many people, like, more people than I can count on my hands that just, like, come into my house and get, like, way too fucked up and can't produce anything. Like, it's bullshit. It's a waste of my time. And it's, like, that leads to me never hitting them up again and that kind of thing. So, Vance, I feel like you probably would be encountering this a lot because I'm sure you have a lot of artists coming to you, like, to produce for them. So, I mean, how do you find people to connect with? I mean, is that something you've had to encounter so far? I mean, I'm mainly just trying to work with him because okay. we're going to put a lot of time and effort into this because we really want to stand out. We're not just looking to drop a, just a bunch of music. Okay. We want to come in very different. Gotcha. So you're just keeping it locked down for right now. You don't even have to deal with other people. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, we, we have, uh, he's been hit up by a couple, I'm going to say like not, not super big rappers, but like 20K followers and stuff like that. They just, they just love all shit, but like we're just... We're not full. The only only a couple that we would sell to a beat, but we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna try hitting people up. We're not gonna email a bunch of people. Like we're gonna do this shit on our own. Like, we're not, we don't, your focus. And, yeah. And like if someone does hit us up, like yeah, I'd be down to send them beats and work with them. But I'm not I'm not really trying to push anything. I'm just trying to do my own thing right now. We let the universe just take over. That's, <laughs> that's 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 it's just energy. If it's, if, if it's not your time, it's when. Like, we're going to make it happen. It's just when. So I want to talk a little bit about videos, and I guess it's kind of lean back into you because you did make that full-length video. So what was that process like? How did you get in touch with 480? Um, yeah. Bro, this is, this is an interesting story, actually. So uh, one, of my, one of my close friends for, for a while, his name is uh, Broach for, uh, for Public Record. And uh, <laughs> he, he was really good friends with... Uh, uh, one of the founding members of 480, who uh, actually used to go to my high school. Like he will, he did his freshman year at the same high school as me. But then he moved down to uh, Maricopa. I don't know if you know that town. It's yeah. just like you know, little cow town. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not much going on. That's just it. But uh, so eventually, uh, Brad, the, one of the founding members of 480, he moved down to Chandler, and uh, I hit up Broach because I didn't know anyone who did videos or anything. And there's this uh, producer named Cato doing a, a contest for like who could make like the best like song and video and uh i totally was like fiending to do this project like i i just uh, i really i'm a big fan of Cato. he uh he works he's a uh, jaron benton's in-house producer and uh, uh i've been a big fan of jaron for a long time and uh so when i got the opportunity to uh, do a tr- 
get on a, a Kato track. Like I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. And it only costs like $10 to enter the, the contest and whatnot. So I was like, yeah, but I don't know anyone who does like videos and shit. Like I need to get that figured out. So I hit a brooch and he's like, yeah, for, for some fucking reason, I know someone who does music videos. And uh, so I went down to Chandler from uh, Scottsdale and met with them. It was like a, you know, an hour drive, just, you know, just meet some people I'd never met and shit. And uh, that, we literally filmed the same day. Like we, yeah, I met them, we, we fucking, I paid them. Like we talked about the entire thing, planned it out, very little planning obviously. But then uh, we started filming that afternoon at this place called uh, Tom's Thumb Trailhead out in Scottsdale. And uh, one, of my, one of my good friends from back in the day showed me this uh, like off trail hiking area to go to this cave. And like the second I showed them this cave, like they were just like geeks out. They're like, it has all that graffiti and stuff in there. And like, there's like, oh man, we gotta film here. So it's like, fuck it, we filmed that day. And then the next, the previous day, none of us, well, I slept for like four hours. They didn't sleep at all. We filmed at 5 a.m. right at sunrise all the way until uh, 7 p.m. when sun went down here in Tempe. So we started out in Scottsdale at some park and then filmed uh, down here at Tempe Town Lake and like, it ended up coming out pretty sick. Like the the video angles were all like really nice. They put a lot of work into it and shit. And it was a it was a nice project and it built a a long lasting friendship. You know, this has been like a, a year removed from when we did that project and we hang out all the time. They're always inviting me to go to concerts with them and shoot. And uh, I've gotten to meet a lot of artists through them because they get a lot of uh, new artists that I've never met working with them on videos and stuff. And then I'll just come along, help shoot the video, and then I'll end up becoming friends with new artists and stuff. It's, it's a nice gig so far. How about the connections? It goes a long way. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, I mean, are you guys, once this, this project gets released, like, are you already planning, like, videos and stuff? You're already talking about, like, yeah. you know, how much the visual means to you. We, uh, yeah. we already met the 480, like, the owner and all them. Today, so, actually. No, wait, that was... Oh, no, that was last week. Yeah, well, oh, okay. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I met, it was just, it was a party, but... <laughs> so, yeah. so, they didn't really meet until yeah. today. <laughs> and then, met him. I, I... Is that he, he travels? That's ins- if you can travel, like that's just work. You're just showing. Yeah, the, you're dude. just showing yeah. the grind. Like you're just showing it. And coming from the same same Maricopa, just the well, shit doesn't go on. Well, like if you want to do something, go hike a mountain. <laughs> well, like down here, if you want to go do something, like go to a club or to go do something fun and shit like that. Yeah. And so like. I met the 480, and I'm gonna I'm gonna like have him film a lot of the stuff. And then I have another person through fashion that I met through like a, I was in a fashion show and stuff like that. And uh, his name's Derek, and like he has his own like production team and stuff like that. And he's gonna get me like all the like the calls that I need and stuff like that. And he's he's been a homie for probably like four to five years now. And I've been sending him clothes, and he's been locking them. We've been getting it out there to Cali stuff like that brought me out to Cali fashion shows so he's just like he's like my uh, con- uh, connect a plug to like f- to the industry like he's just he's been there like he whenever I hit him up at one o'clock in the morning he's up he's, he's grinding he's filming and shout out to Lil Calculus that's just one of his rappers and that's he's they're killing it <laughs> so one other thing I kind of want to ask you um, before we kind of wrap it up, but I did notice, again, kind of a deep cut from Instagram, but uh, I saw you post something uh, from like a, a Doors album. And so I'm kind of, it makes me kind of curious, like, what does like other genres of music have as an influence in what you guys do? 
Oh man, other genres besides hip hop are the most important thing to creating hip hop because uh, all those sounds and stuff that you hear in hip hop, they came from something else. Like the Doors specifically, I'm a huge fan of uh, Tech 9 and Strange Music. That was uh, one of the first rappers I ever listened to besides Eminem was Tech 9. Uh, and uh, his his favorite artists were always the Doors, and he always like rapped about them and stuff. So I, that made me like way more interested in them than like I would be from like any other like classic rock band. But also my dad is huge into classic rock. And, uh, you know, my mom's a huge fan of country, and like my sister listens to alternative. So like you know, in the house growing up, like there was always like different genres. So it's like I didn't really have a choice but to listen to everything. You know what I'm saying? But it did it did. Uh, instill a love for music in, in me like i know when i was like hella young like like you know like three four five like my dad would always listen to beatles albums with me and like uh my parents traveled a lot when they're uh a little bit younger with me and stuff and like during road trips we'd always be listening to like bob dylan i'm actually named after bob dylan so yeah yeah so slow beats just like they they pushed in because i used to do hip-hop and dancing like i got to meet the jabberwockies and I just got to like, I made dancing and hitting the beat and hitting it hard to music where like you need a build up, you need need anticipation. Without anticipation, then what, what are we waiting for the drop? There's nothing to wait for. Just, so this anticipation, the build up, that's what taught me with the, with Jabberwocky's dancing. I didn't really connect with different music, except for like flute. Like he says, no matter what, whatever beat you make, it was played on an instrument before. Or it was played by someone next to a sound and recording it and then sold or leased it out. Like it, it's, it's been done before. And so you just gotta make make that different and know that rock, rock and jazz, especially jazz, they just, they created, the blues created the, the vibe, the, the party vibe, like with a with no bass, like well a bass guitar, but like no true beat. beat. Like they had to play it. They had to they had to learn how to play the instrument, read the notes, and reading music harder than just making a beat. You actually have to know like the build up, the anticipation. You gotta know it. Yeah. And then this must be especially important to you. You probably have to explore a lot on your own to find other sounds and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely, one of my biggest influences, influences, a producer named Icy Twat. He did a lot of the production for Playboy Cardi in like 2013, 2012, when he was just coming up as an artist. And the sounds he used to use like dark pads and synths that are just old vintage like synths that are just crazy sounds when you throw them on a beat. And I definitely like the, have like a, mysterious kind of pads that just like flow and then we got the 808 drop it just makes the whole song just a wave and something to vibe to so to kind of want to wrap up there's a couple of things that i like to ask at the end of every interview so you guys can answer individually if you want to first off just any other artist in town doesn't have to be rappers just anybody you want to give a shout out to anybody we should look out for oh uh, yeah i would definitely say shout out to 480 media uh, you know, I probably wouldn't be talking to this dude if it wasn't for them <laughs> and that type of shit. So like, uh, yeah, shout out 40 Media, shout out, you know, everyone I've ever worked with, like uh, Dom, uh, B-Stone and the, the E-Pod Tribe, uh, the Belaganas, uh, shout out C Young out from the uh, same hometown as me, uh, Juvenile Society, fuck it bro, I'll, I'll say shout out them too. And, uh, 
fuck everyone else. That's good. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Lil Calculus. Met him. He's a dope trap artist. He kills it. We're getting confirmation on the side right now. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not done. I'm not done. Uh, <laughs> I forgot some very important people. Yo, no, you go. You go. You go. Okay, okay. I forgot some very important people. Uh, my homie uh, Collateral. He's probably uh, my favorite artist from Arizona right now. Uh, I've been listening to him for a lot of years, and I've, I recently kind of like connected with him and became friends with him. So shout out Collateral, and then uh, all his homies like Flo Simpson and uh, Chief. Like shout out all those dudes for sure. Right. All right. Uh, so Lil Calculus, um, I'm going to say the person who started the new wave, he's, he's not an AZ, he's from Texas, but Saswaka, he does not get credit at all, and I feel like he's better than, he started the sauce, his name's Saswaka <laughs> for a reason, and yeah, he started the sauce, and um, I'm going to say Derek J, 480 Media, uh, Matt, part of uh, Derek J Group, and uh, young bands, he's a god. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have anyone to shout out other than AZ. I think there needs to be uh, an artist or a group from Arizona that needs to blow up and put our city on the map because we don't really have any huge artists who have came out of Phoenix or anywhere in Arizona, and we want to be those the top dogs. Um, I, so how about any personal plugs you guys want to put out there, websites, Instagrams, whatever? Oh yeah, follow me on Instagram at Minsboy. That's M-I-N-S-B-O-I. <laughs> you guys have anything you want to put out there yet? Keep an eye out for something. I'm at Young Bands on Instagram and on YouTube. And uh, I'm at Instagram Lil Lambo underscore then Lambo B O W at the end. And then uh, shout out my clothing line One of and uh, Misprint. That's gonna come out probably probably in like ten years. But that's gonna be a <laughs> super high fashion. The, each each print is a misprint, and so it's something different. And one of each T-shirt's one of. You can't copy it. There's no such thing as if someone else wears a size large in that design, it's fake. You know it because you have the only one. All right, right on. All right. Last thing I like to ask, um, just if you were to encounter somebody who's just trying to start off and doing what you guys are doing, what one piece of advice would you want to give them? I think the main thing is just to start. To just to start because if you are if you're not doing anything, you're never going to get anywhere in the first place. Like, you have to start first. Everyone starts somewhere, and if you never start, then you're not going to even get anywhere in the first place. And you have to have the passion for it and the drive. Otherwise, you're not going to be motivated every day to keep doing it. Keep starting. You just keep starting. Each day is a start. Something new. It's, it's, each day you wake up, grind. It's a new, new start every single day. Oh, stay positive constantly. Like, uh, you know, even even if you're having a shitty day and you're tired as fuck and you have, you know, money problems, whatever the fuck, just like, you know, keep reminding yourself that you're the shit and that's yeah. that's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, don't ever stop starting. Remind yourself you're the shit. I love it. All right, guys. Yeah. You are yourself. You are one of. Remember that shit. You are yourself. You are one of. That's the mantra, guys. All right. Young Bands, Little Lambo. Mince. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> Special thanks to Nick Machete for writing our theme music and Taylor Machete for all of her support. If you are enjoying the podcast so far, don't forget to follow us and leave nice ratings on Facebook, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Pinecast.co. And if you or someone you know is pursuing something artistic in the Phoenix area and you'd like to be on the podcast, write to me at starvingartistsphx at gmail.com.